rest of August, I deemed a couple weeks back, if you're on our YFE mails it email list, as being the month of guilty pleasures. And we were, I was going to do whatever I wanted, whatever made me feel like happy, feel good. And so tonight on YFE Chat, that's, we're bringing that all into it, right? So we're going to be talking about hot topics. Where did I get hot topics from? The View. Who watches The View? I do. I talked about it, and again, wife emailed it today. It's a little embarrassing to bring up, but I'm sorry. The women crack me up, and they always entertain me. So I'm excited to talk about hot topics with you. We're talking about Gary Vaynerchuk's uh, keynote, recent keynote. We're talking about subscription models. We're talking about um, grumpy women online. I mean, the, the whole deal. So make sure that you are watching the entire 30 minutes and you're using the hashtag YFEChat. Hi everyone, my name is Jennifer Dono. I'm your host for YFE Chat Live, the live webcast that happens every Thursday night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern here at YFELive.com. Tonight's episode, episode 76, all about our topics, is sponsored by Ovali TV. Ovali believes in building community through shared experiences. We produce professional live webcasts that bring tribes together. And by MailChimp. MailChimp is the best way to design, send, and share email newsletters. You can get started today at MailChimp.com for free. Very cool. So before we get into our hot topics, like I was saying, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the Gary Vaynerchuk uh, keynote. And if you haven't heard about it, guess what? We've got at the Stacey Harris on our at YF Entrepreneur Twitter handle. And we have her live on video. Say, hey, Stacey. <laughs> She's cracking me up earlier. Say it again, Stacy. Hey, Stacy. <laughs> uh, so, um so yeah, she's on with us. She's monitoring the Twitter feed, so we'll pop over there every once in a while and get um, your guys' opinion on, on the the headlines. We really want to make this an interactive show. Uh, we're going to be talking, like I said, about um, the Gary Vaynerchuk keynote, which the guy is always pretty polarizing or very like in your face, like you're doing it wrong kind of a thing. So um, it's that's going to be an interesting one to talk about. We're going to be talking about um, frank advice for startups. We're going to be talking about a, a big acquisition of Blip TV. Uh, we're going to be talking about subscription models, like I was saying, um, and so, so much more. It's going to be a lot of fun. So make sure that you stay tuned, like I said, through the entire 30 minutes and use the hashtag YFE chat. So one big thing that we have going on right now in YFE is the Bootstrap Book Club. So Bootstrap Book Club is a, an opportunity for young female entrepreneurs to get together in a Facebook closed private environment. We're reading A Place of Yes by Bethany Frankel. Why? Because it's all about guilty pleasures. And this book is a guilty pleasure for me. It's talking about celebrity. It's talking about Real Housewives of New York City. Yet it's still a kind of businessy. Actually, it's really businessy, actually. She, I read this book when I was, um, I had my son turned a year and I was kind of like melting down a little bit, trying to figure out who I was again. And Bethany's book was like, 
ah, like the clouds parted and it was amazing and I'll always love her because of that. So we're reading the book. Make sure if you're part of the club, you know, first of all, join. And if you're part of the club, please comment on question one. (laughs) I put it out there and it was, the question is about how to find, how did you find your truth? How did you, what advice for other young women um, do you have on them being able to figure out who they are basically? So I commented. If you guys could pop over there and leave a comment, that would make me so grateful. And plus, you're helping out other young women at the same time. And that's that's really why I love um, the book club. Jules and Christina came up with it a long time ago. And it's all just a bunch of people that are bootstrapping their businesses in there. And you're helping one another through um, a shared experience of reading this book. So apart from the book club, we just had YFE Vegas Tech happen on Wednesday, which OMG. <laughs> you talk about getting geeky. I was cracking up the whole time. Jewel, or, um, Jacqueline Jensen of TicketCake.com, she brought on the geekiest guest we've ever had on YFELive.com. But she was phenomenal. The woman was a genius. She was so smart. She's creating um, a robotic piece of hardware. She manufactured it in China. And it was just in, intense. It was an intense conversation. She talked about mistakes she'd made. She talked about living in, in China and not or speaking, not at first speaking the language and then having to learn the language. And it was just so interesting. So if you go to yfe.me slash vidvegas, you can find her iTunes podcast. Subscribe and comment and she would be so appreciative as, is, as would we. So a couple more things. YFE NYC is happening on Wednesday at 9 p.m. or 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 Eastern. This is great if you're in Europe. Make sure that you join us there. It's just at yfelive.com. And then YFE chat next week, talking about guilty pleasures. (laughs) Lori Cheek of Cheeked. C-H-E-E-K-D dot com. She's going to be on and she's going to be talking. It's basically like a little calling card that you can hand out rather than like meeting people online if you're at a bar rather than handing someone a business card which has all of your personal information on it and you don't know if this guy's a creep or not. You hand a very discreet card and they're able to look at your profile online. Awesome idea. And we're really excited to talk to her next when, or next Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. And finally, of course, that's the YFE NYC one. And it's all about customer experience. Again, that's Wednesday. And then, of course, today is the action calendar. We were networking all day on YFE chat. So as we get into hot topics, make sure that you connect with at the Stacey Harris, who's on our YFE Twitter uh, handle right now, and use the hashtag YFE chat. If you need tomorrow's uh, action, it is, again, yfe.me forward slash action calendar. And tomorrow's action, I believe, is to tweet about a movie, I think. And then the next day, Saturday, is to host a dinner. And Sundays, of course, are planning for the month of August. So really cool. So let's get into um, our hot topics, right? So like I was saying, August is a guilty pleasure month and The View, I ditched cable in 2008 when my husband and I moved and we use Roku or um, Apple TV to stream through our TV or we use like our computers to watch stuff. In the mornings I have a computer set up in my kitchen that I watch The View and I make coffee or tea and I usually only really watch the hot topics part because I just think it's hilarious and also pretty interesting most of the time so that's where today's uh you know hot topic stems from is the view guilty pleasures and just trying to have a good time nothing too serious but also something that hopefully all of us can take away from um and better our businesses better different pieces of what we're doing and the way that we can do that is if you tweet in or chat in your observations again using hashtag yfe chat so let's go ahead and check in with at the stacy harris Hello, Stacy. Thank you so much for being on tonight. Hi, 
guys. I'm always excited to be on the show. You know that. I like to tweet and chat and hang out with you guys. I know we were talking about typing, and Stacy was like, can people hear me typing? And I was saying, <laughs> oh, you know what? They'll mute out unless unless you're talking. And if you're talking, you're more than welcome to type, too. And Stacy's like, uh. <laughs> Not that cool. It's <laughs> funny. I could try, but I don't know if either one would go really well. No, I like that. But so for our first hot topic, so I wanted to bring it back to this Twitter chat that we did all day. It was on YFE chat, and a lot of different young female entrepreneurs jumped on there and gave their, their answers to some of our questions. Now, one of the questions was, it was question three. So if you guys search for Q3, um, actually, that would probably be third quarter for a lot of things on Twitter, but you could search for like YFE, Q3, something like that, and it'll I come will up. I repost it, actually. Mm, nice. So I know, I'm a full-service girl over here. <laughs> the question was, what is your mission? How are you working to accomplish it during the day-to-day -day grind? So, Stacy, first of all, you know, what's your mission? How are you working to accomplish it? And what are other people saying on the chat? Definitely chime in, everyone, if you want to. Share what your mission is and how you're working to accomplish it. Yes, I want to see your tweets. Uh, my mission is I like to help female entrepreneurs get not so freaked out about social media and marketing their businesses that way. So I try to make it fun and engaging and not so like, which is a technical term. Um, so let's see what you guys say. I do want to have a couple shout outs to people who have already joined me in the Twitter chatness. Um, Chrissy says that the view, totally cool. She likes it too. There's nothing Yay! wrong with that. I thought you would like the support. I do. I like that. That makes me really happy. <laughs> Karen from Verve Organics is here, but she's bummed she missed all the great questions. But that's okay because we have the highlights tonight. So it's totally, it's all right. And Tiff Silverberg also missed it, but she is going to join us now and answer question three. So, guys, what's your mission? I have no missions. Well, let's go ahead and let people chat them in and tweet them in, and then we'll come back to the whole what's your mission piece. So let's go on to... Um, the the piece about what are your female role models because this was question six for the day right so we asked everyone who are your female entrepreneurial role models this is always a really popular question and a lot of the times we get the standard marie forleo stacy at the cc harris i believe you said marie folio yes and she tweeted me back so my day was totally complete oh cool i love it when people do that it's my third time that marie's tweeted me Aww. third time so i <laughs> So I was really impressed, though, or surprised. I don't want to say impressed. I was surprised that there was a lot of really different ones. Like somebody mentioned um, Kimora, Kimora Lee Simpson or Simpson? Simpson? Simmons, I Simmons. think it is. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Kimora Lee Simmons. And that was one that I didn't, like, I haven't thought of for a while because she's not on cable anymore and she's not with Russell Lee Simmons and, you know, like all the stuff. So I hadn't thought of her in a while, but she's incredible. And then another one that I heard was, um, I think this, another woman said, um, uh, the soccer player's wife. What's her name? Oh, from the Spice Girls? Yeah, from the Spice Girls. Victoria Beckham? Yes, Victoria I'm Beckham. I'm a little upset with myself that I had that much information. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there was like a really different, uh, different look on who the role models were. So another one that came up from Stephanie. Stephanie tweeted in and told us that her, her female role models were TMF Project and uh, Natalie uh, Lucier and Hey Shaney. Um, now, actually, Stacy, did you do something with Natalie recently? Yes, I'm actually in Natalie Lucier's mastermind program. So I was in, I think most of you guys know this because I tweeted about it. 
Um, that's why I wasn't here last week, because I was in New York for our first mastermind retreat. So I met Natalie for the first time, and she is as wonderful as you think she is. Let me just clear the air on that one. I love it. She's I love fantastic. it when people like that are as good as you think they are. It always makes me really happy. So, Stacey, it looks like we have a couple missions coming in. Did you want to fill us in on what women that are watching, what they're trying to accomplish? We Not do. Trying, they will we be. have Casey Simone Cooper, I believe your name is. I'm sorry if I'm totally butchering that. Uh, empowering academics around the world to connect with one another. I really, really liked that one. I thought that was really cool. Um, Tiffany from Tiff Silverberg said to help entrepreneurs with tired eyes who are tired of staring at Word docs. <laughs> we had a question that. about copywriting today too. And I was thinking about, I'm like, I'm hiring out my copywriting for my sales page because I'm so sick of looking at those evil pages going like, write something inspiring that will make everyone hit the buy now button. And I'm like, I can't do this. Right, I know copywriting is so hard and I think that um, people are just now really realizing how important it is to make sure they capture people's attention within the first 10 seconds. Absolutely. I think it's two seconds now. Yeah. Three seconds, yeah. 140 characters. (laughs) Craziness. Yeah, we should have copywriters do all of our tweets. So it looks like we have a couple more. Let's let's just talk about a couple more missions before we move yeah. on. Lina jo- Lena Jones, my mission is to lead individuals in their pursuit of spir- spirituality and soul-fulfilling happiness. I follow I her on like Instagram. It. You guys should all follow her on Instagram. I love all these people. I Instagram is definitely like my medium of choice right now for finding and like following cool YFEs because it's just such a picture of like, oh, this is what these women are. It's very cool. So anyway. And people are getting really, really creative with it. So it's it's inspiring to look at. It's not just text. There's these really cool, inspiring graphics that come back. Stephanie, who is Stephanie Dodgen, I hope that's pronounced right. She was actually in the tweet with me with Marie Forleo. And she said she was on cloud nine all day as well. So it's not just me that was excited about it. Oh, cool. <laughs> Uh, Karen from Verver Organics. My mission is to get women to realize most of their skincare products are full of toxic chemicals that cause illness and disease. And as someone who uses Verver Organics, I can say they are amazing. I like it. I love them. They feel so good and they make your skin so soft and they smell delicious and they're like real stuff. That make that mission makes me a little scared though. <laughs> toxic chemicals. Good missions. I have to go back and actually look and see what's in my stuff. Especially like shampoo and conditioner. I feel like shampoo and conditioner and even like scrubs. Isn't mm-hmm. there's like sugar scrubs? Like mm-hmm. it would be really like getting into your yeah. system. Interesting. Um, and then at Corey Freeman, before we move on, she loves One Direction. We were talking, I asked people for their guilty pleasures okay. earlier. So I'm assuming that her guilty pleasure not, is One Direction. Not that her is not mission. her female business role model. Okay, that's hilarious. All right. So. <laughs> So uh, going back really fast uh, to the, the role models, uh, it's Lena, I think. Lena, I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Um, she has, uh, she shared a couple of her role models, which I thought were really cool. Bethany, of oh, I love her. Uh, Gabby Bernstein, Bernstein, do I say her name right? Is it Bernstein? I think it's Bernstein. Bernstein, um, I've watched her YouTube videos, you know, hundreds of them, and I still don't, just horrible at that. Danielle Laporte. And Jennifer Cass LLC. Now that was one I had to look at. So see, it was just an interesting mix of of role models that I just thought was really interesting. I I, I appreciated everyone um, bringing in. And we had one more from Anjali. And hopefully I'm again pronouncing this right. Anjali Kendra. 
and she listed Brit came in. Now those were two that I had followed, but then it was like Leela underscore C, Hey Amberay, Amberay, and then um, of course Rachel Zoe. But these were again were new people, and they were in different uh, different industries that I don't normally look at. So it was very interesting. Thank you all so much for sharing. And if you're watching this live or even in the replay. Make sure that you still share who your uh, role models are because it just gives us new people to follow, new people to look up to, new people to see what it looks like to be a successful young female entrepreneur or female entrepreneur. All right, so Stacey, let's move on to the next one, which is you know talking about role models. Tori Birch was in, um, actually, let me close up all these screens. I've got like a million screens open right now. And I just went through all of them. Um, so Tori Birch was in uh, New in the New York Times today under fashion and style. And it was so weird. It was about what does Tori Birch want? So, of course, I clicked over it. And I was like, okay, what does she want? <laughs> it was really weird. I don't really know what the whole point of the article was. But I thought it was fascinating looking at it as far as um, an I think, Stacey, you have the link. Maybe you can yeah, pass it Yeah, I just tweeted people. it. Okay. So it was interesting because um, it was kind of like, so what I took away from it was that she has all these, like, private things. The woman is a billionaire. You know, she owns a billion-dollar company. She used to work for Ralph, Ralph Lauren, and she used to work for Vera Wang. She's in fashion, but she has an art history background. Uh, she's, she's just, I think what she's an expert in is brand editing so we I read this article a while back about that companies now instead of like marketing executives they need to have a brand editor and I think that Tori Birch either herself or someone on her team is just a serious expert brand editor because they said like we don't know too much about her personal life we know she went through a very public and messy divorce but even then we don't really know too much about it um, she's been on countless articles. She's been in Gossip Girl even. And yet we she's not all over, you know, doing reality TV where a lot of other women that have handbags or, or shoes or something like that are. So, Stacey, I wanted to know, do you follow Tori Birch? I don't. Um, I don't follow Tori Birch very much. Um, her stuff isn't really my style. So I don't. It's just not what I buy. But I really liked the article because I thought it was an interesting perspective on, and I, I wrote a little bit about this in a blog post actually about sort of being authentic and being your brand and not having to go too far with it. And I think she does a really good job. She clearly represents who it is that her customer base wants to be, but all while still remaining private and, and doing her not being like obnoxiously in your face, which I think is a really difficult thing to balance. Yeah, no, well, yeah, so definitely, but see, that's the thing, like, does she, I don't, is she very balanced, I just don't, the article made me, the, what I left away with was, we don't really know who Tory Burch is, but we do know what type of lifestyle Tory Burch, the brand, wants to evoke, so if you follow her on Instagram, it's pictures of her and her sons, um, it's pictures of vacation and beautiful scenery, beautiful colors, and all the colors in her Instagram pictures all kind of match up with the colors that she uses within her clothing. And I think another brand that does this really well is the Tone It Up Girls. I don't know if you follow them. They're toneitupgirls.com. And even then, we don't know, we don't even know how old these girls are. We don't know anything other than like one of them's getting married. We don't know per too many personal little pieces about them. But we do know 
about their brand and what it is that they want. A tone it up girl wants to live. If you wear Tory Burch, this is the the lifestyle you want to live. That you want how you want to feel. And I feel like, um, I feel like that's something that all of us could do a little bit more of in our brand. What do we want the people that are purchasing from us to feel? What do we want? What do they want their lifestyles to look like if they wear our stuff? That type of a thing. I think it's just such a smart, like, inexpensive thing to do is to just edit your brand a little bit and think about what it is that the person that's looking into it wants to feel. On that note, let me go off on a quick tangent. So there's the health people. I follow a lot of people that are in food and fitness and that create, like, um, health programs. And it's always interesting because they, um, they'll they take snapshots of, like, their green drinks and things like that. And I always look at it sometimes and be like, really? That looks disgusting. I don't want to drink that. I know it's really healthy for me, and I should, but that's not, like, the lifestyle that I want to live. And you compare it to the Tone It Up girls, it's always bright and pretty, and everything's staged really well, and the photos are taken beautifully. So it's, like, little pieces of that of, like I, like I was saying, brand editing, and that's what I really appreciate Tori Birch with. Hi, Corey Freeman. Tori Birch is a fashion designer, I should say. You guys should check out the article. It's just an interesting one. The point comes across kind of slowly, but that's what I got out of the article. So moving on to the next topic. So this was one that, as a mom, Stacy's a mom. Stacy, how old, how old is your son? Colin is four. He'll be five in October. So I have a son that's three. So we're both moms. Do you follow mommy bloggers? I don't. Okay, I do. At all. Talk about, ever. yeah, talk about guilty pleasures. I follow mommy bloggers. And then, so last night, I was up really late working, and the mommy bloggers do the same thing. And so I was looking through my Twitter feed, and just all of a sudden, 20 or so tweets came around of this site called, um, oh. <laughs> my light bulb totally just died, and it made me, like, jump. That's hilarious. And you know what? We have jump. that on video, too. <laughs> I jumped. Sorry, carry on. Sorry, so, it's kind of dark now. So we have, um, so all these tweets came across, and it's a site called Get Off My Internet. Get Off My Internet. Is that what it's, Gomi, you guys? G-O-M-I. Have you heard of that? <laughs> Helen Griffin Jr., she doesn't know who Tori Birch is either. Ladies, you need to, even if you don't wear her, just look her up. Very interesting case study. So anyway, um, so this Gomi site was written about in Forbes. Forbes just came out with their list of 100. Megan Casserly, who I, I love, she's one of my favorite writers. Um, she works for Forbes, and she came up out with a list of 100 best sites for women. And I guess one of them was a site called Get Off My Internet. And it's forums for women to come and talk about stuff. And so at the 818 created this blog post last yesterday or last night or sometime that was criticizing Forbes for saying, why are you listing this as a top site for women when there's all of this negativity on there? And they listed off like time and time again how many different types of um, bad things that were being said on the site. And so I asked you guys today, what, did, what were your thoughts? And Amanda Schaffner at at A.M. Schaffner, she's one of our, my favorite wifeys. She's hilarious. She said that she has too many thoughts to articulate in that tweet. In one tweet, um, at Distinct Soirees, she was saying that if this one was good. If people didn't respond to negativity, Gomi wouldn't be so popular. Good business decision for Forbes to include it. And then finally, La Petite Fashionista, who I follow on Instagram again, she was saying that she thinks negativity is a personal reflection of you and your business and spread positivity. So I want to hear what your opinions are. Is that something that you feel like should be characterized as a, a top site for women? You know, it was recognized by Forbes, I'm sure, because a number of women love it. 
I looked at the site and the forums are very well attended, people talk a lot, but it's also a breeding ground for trolls and for people that just want to air their dirty laundry in an anonymous way. So Stacy, I don't know if you participate in any type of forums or what your thoughts are as far as can a site that spreads negativity really be a site that's a positive place for women or a best site for women? Well, I think that as women, we get to cho- choose where we go and what we'll read because we're adults. I would never go there because I don't want to be surrounded with the negativity. I don't like the anonymity that the internet gives people to like go on and be really, really mean to people. I think that it's sad and a little bit pathetic um, that people feel the need to do that. But that's going to be my soapbox thing for the night. Like, that really, really bothers me. I, I read this article when you tweeted it out. And I got angry. Like, I was like, why would they think this is a best site for women? Because um, there's so many really solid and amazing resources out there. Um, well, on that point, I mean... Sorry, I got distracted. <laughs> <laughs> so, I want to hear from other others that are watching, too, and what your opinions are. But I want to say, too, that... It was, you know, it's for a different type of thing. And the reason why I got a little, like, it's not so much about the fact that it would be considered a best site for women. It's the idea that women, that we as women think that's a good site to go to in the first place. Because Forbes, I think, is totally fine in saying that because women actually like to go there. It's Like I said, it's a popular website. But at the same time as women, especially moms, that's what irritated me because a lot of the people that were on the forums were moms. How can we tell our kids don't bully when you're going, what kind of example are you setting when you're, when you're basically bullying another mom online? There's something about that just icky. Yeah. It's that lead, but you know, it's that do as I say, not as I do thing. Like we can't tell our kids that and then, you know, really just be mean to each other for our own entertainment. I don't like the idea that it's billed as exactly that. It's billed as entertainment. Because I don't think that should be entertaining. Corey just saw it and now she's enraged. Um, And Amanda (laughs) Schaffner, who we talked about earlier, said she also thinks that we are negative far more than we realize, which is probably true. But it's something that in this was one of my things for 2013 was to be less negative. Something I work on really hard because I do tend to like go right to, oh, no, that's going to happen. So I certainly don't want to like voluntarily go to a site that's going to be mean. I, I think that's some great points. Like what Corey was saying in the chat too, something about she mentioned the, the noise thing and um, the a place of yes, what, which we're reading in Bootstrap Book Club. She talks about noise, um, mental noise all the time, like um, perfectionist noise or eating food noise and that type of a thing. And why would you want to clutter your brain with that type of noise? Just like you were saying, people you know remarking poorly about someone else. Um, it's just, it's kind of wasted space online. And you know what? I appreciate everyone's opinions on it too, whether or not you think it's something that's disgusting should be online or blah, blah, blah. I think that at the same time, I'm, I'm criticizing that kind of a thing, but I watch Real Housewives of Orange County. (laughs) I watched it. I watched it last night. So, I mean, and that's all just like negative. And I always hate myself after I watch it. I'm like, why would you put fill your brain with that kind of junk? But at the same time, I love it. I talked about some about Bravo TV and Andy um, Cohen earlier with someone on Twitter. I forget who it was at the moment. but So I know there's other YFEs out there like me that torture themselves. 
I just want to say Amanda Schaffner, again, makes a really good point. She she says, I feel like it plays on the idea that women are gossipy and the only that's the only thing we do. So wrong. And I think that's a really great point. It does. It plays on that, like, pitting people against each other. And that's not a fair representation of women. Therefore, I don't think that that's necessarily a best site for women. Um, that's interesting. But And Chrissy agrees with me that people shouldn't be mean. <laughs> that's a good point <laughs> don't so be mean you guys be cool I tell be that cool. to my son you gotta chill you gotta be chilling like a villain that's what we say I say you take a chill <laughs> pill be chill out so um the next hot topic I wanted to talk about we only have a couple more you guys and that's Gary Vaynerchuk he's always really out and about and just in your face he did a keynote recently that he's been spreading like wildfire across the internet and um, he's saying in, in, this, in this keynote, basically, that uh, people are not paying attention to your advertisements. They're not looking at your Google AdWords. They're not looking at your Facebook ads. They're not looking at, they're only looking at their phone and talking to people. So how do we get people's attention in this day and age? And it was a frustrating keynote for me because at the end of it, I was just like, well, crap. So what am I supposed to be doing <laughs> to get my business out there if no one is paying attention to anything I'm doing? So I'm, ass- I'm assuming his book, He's got a new book book coming out, Jab, 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 Right Hook. I'm sure it's going to be answering all of those questions. But in the meantime, what are we supposed to be doing? He's saying like email marketing for one. He said that email marketing open rates have gone down, you know, um, significantly. And uh, no one's reading our emails and people aren't t- paying attention to anything we do online. So Stacy, as someone that's in social media, and I'm sure you encourage people to tweet and to Facebook and um, to post things out. Do you feel like that we're all at a total loss or is there something, is there some kind of happy middle ground between you're doing it wrong and, and doing well, it? Well, I think, I think that he did what he, oh, hold on. I think <laughs> what he was saying is not that you shouldn't do it, but he is said something that I tell clients regularly, which is it's about building the relationships and the conversations. Dumping eight marketing messages a day into your Twitter feed is not social media marketing. He talks about in the keynote that so much of his um, Twitter presence is at replies and conversations and that's really where the gold is. Um, In events, you know, like tonight, this is social media marketing because you're networking with people and you're making relationships. And that's what it's about. I'm a big believer that if you build relationships, the cash will follow. And so I think that's his point. That's a good, so, just to go back to that too I feel like okay if that's his point then what I mean he's already written two books so I think we have both of them up here we have um let me see if I can move the mic we've got crush it up here and then I think on audible we have the thank you economy and it was all about both of those are really about relationships and like he said in the keynote give 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 and then get so Mm -hmm. on that end so what's this new book going to be about then if it's not about what he's already written about so then on so Okay, let me use an example. I follow him on Twitter, and I also follow a woman called Savvy Auntie. Have you ever heard of her? Mm -mm. So Savvy Auntie um, is writing a new book, and it's coming out soon. And I watched Gary. She she tweeted something out totally unrelated, and then Gary Vaynerchuk tweeted her saying something like, I forget. I shouldn't say anything because I'm going to take it out of context and mess it up. But basically, at the end of the tweet, it was like, let me buy 50 of your books. I'll do it today. Give Give me the link, and I'll buy it, and I'll send you a receipt. And he was, at the end, he wanted to give her something, but it just felt like he wanted to get something out of it. You know, the whole message behind him having that relationship with her 
is that at the end of the day, he could sell more books and be on the New York Times bestseller list. I really like Gary Vaynerchuk, so I don't want to make it sound like I'm, I'm, you know, criticizing the guy. I'm just, I'm questioning a little bit about, like, how do we approach this? Because I like the idea. I like the idea of give, 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 and then, you know, always have, be in a giving mentality. But how do you do it so it doesn't feel like I want to get something from you, <laughs> even though I want to I want to help you, but I, at the end of the day, I want to just get something. You know what I mean? Yeah, and we have some good tweets. Corey is here, as we said earlier, and we all know how much I love Corey. She's my favorite. Um, she says, I find it's easy to get attention by being honest and knowing what the F I'm talking about, which I think is a solid marketing plan. <laughs> uh, and then Tiff Silverberg says she loved the keynote. It's about making connections and conversations. And I think that's where it really comes from, is is that that switch from blasting information to, to giving and taking. Um, and then Renata, said, Gary normally rubs me the wrong way, but I loved the keynote. Um, and then Chrissy made the comments. She said, I don't care what he says. The big majority of my sales, I'm assuming she means sales, uh, come in through email. But I think that's because you've already built a relationship with those email subscribers. You are giving them fantastic content all the time. You're giving and you're giving and you're giving and you get sales from that. Because I just believe that Chrissy has a really good email marketing plan. I've never seen it, but I believe that it's rock solid. Stacy's <laughs> such a smarty pants. I totally, <laughs> all day I've just been like, what the heck? I don't really get what he's trying to say. And it, I, I, like I said, I still like the guy and I'll read anything he puts out there. But at the same time, I was just left like, okay, what am I supposed to do now? And of course, Stacy put it all into perspective. So that was good. And thanks Corey everyone for that. makes one more good point that I want to throw in here. She says, I hate to say it, but Gary is already famous. He doesn't need to make noise. Yeah. Which is another solid point. <laughs> that he kind is. of already has a massive following. Yeah, and he did that by, like he said, and he mentioned in the keynote, and we hear this all the time, reach out and, and grab people that are on Twitter. So he said he, you know, he searches for people that are looking up wines, and he tweets them, and he talks about that and crush it. That's what you have to do. But how many of us actually do that? What gets you to the point of actually doing it? And that was me going off on a tangent. So moving on. <laughs> um, so our next point, the next hot topic that we wanted to talk about, and we'll talk about this quickly because it's not that exciting, but we just had Hello Flow on, who's a subscription that was all about Camp Gyno, the Viral video, and she's a subscription service. That's a standalone subscription service. And um, Inc. Magazine is just came out with an article asking if the subscription model is dead. And uh, the author is saying, "Will this really work? Will it be profitable? There's too much, too much money going out, and too much um, change, and too much over all that fun stuff. Uh, how can you actually make just a standalone?" Subscri subscription product and the reason why this was brought up is because just fab and um shoe dazzle came together actually fun side note do you guys know i think shoe dazzle is the one that is an investor is kim kardashian right yeah stacy's nodding her head yeah so i, I can nod and type i can't talk and type see i noticed it because shoe dazzle i noticed this one i was like oh that's kim kardashian again horrible of me this is the kind of guilty pleasure thing I, I notice. I notice, oh, Kim Kardashian owns or is an investor in that company. So anyway, I don't know. What's your what's your opinion? I know a lot of you guys are probably thinking about, okay, uh, how can we have more of like the, the passive income, the idea that someone signs up for us once and they pay us for three months maybe so straight. You know, that might be the lifetime of, of a customer, that type of a thing. Or maybe it's three years. Um, is that is subscription service is still something that you guys are interested in and in building and looking at? 
I don't know. Stacy. what are your thoughts on subscription services? I like them, and I, do, I don't think they're going, like, the way of the caveman anytime soon. I think, and this is totally my completely, like, off-the-wall opinion, I think that there are a lot of them, and there are a lot of choices right now, and the market is a bit flooded because somebody had a good idea, and then five billion other people went, ooh, let's do it too. Um, so I think... Um, some consolidation isn't necessarily a bad thing and I liked in the article which I'll tweet out in a second I got distracted by awesome tweets um, he talked about it being an extension of retail stores like if um, I can't remember the name of the pet store PetSmart or whatever owned BarkBox like what an amazing extension that would be and I think Birchbox does that I think they have an online retail where you can buy all the things that, like full size that are in your box I've never actually bought anything full size that was in my box, but um, but I think, <laughs> which kind of tells you something right there. Um, but I think that it could be a really cool work that way. And I think there are just a lot of them. And Corey said that she hopes it's not dead because it just paid her rent. Well, and So it's clearly working for some people. Yeah, so people are talking about passive income too right now. And that's totally true. But so on that flip side... I have a web hosting background, people. So that was what our business is built off of, right? We all knew what our customer life expectancy was going to be. We knew how much it was going to cost to acquire that customer. And then we actually had to support customers, right? So you have to consider all of those expenses into it. But a lot of you have passive income as far as like eBooks and things like that go. And I think that's an awesome way to go when you're talking about subscription model or some kind of thing where you don't necessarily have to offer support. And then every time you lose money, anytime you have to put energy out there. So with that being said, at Corey Freeman, I believe that she does, Corey, and you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, you do like service, like one-on-one work too, so you can supplement it. So that's the same idea, right? So if you have a subscription model, you also have that big box store selling products. You can come in and buy, buy like you were saying, some, some pet food and still have that subscription box. So it was, you know, it's not, it's, di- it's diversifying your revenue a bit. So you're not just relying on one subscription model versus versus, um, you know, having a $3,000 client and then a bunch of $12 ones, that type of a thing. Well, Stephanie Dodgen says the same thing. I don't think it's dead. My subscription model is doing excellent. You just have to do it right. Yeah. Which I think is the key with anything if you're not doing it well. Also, Chrissy really likes the Hot Topic session and thinks we should do it again. Yeah. Which I'm going to officially call it a raving success then. Good. Yay. So let's, on that note, let's move on to the next one, which is a personal interest of mine. So yesterday, All Things D reported that Blip TV was acquired by Maker Studio. So if a lot of you don't know, Maker Studio is a multi-channel network that is basically creates content just for YouTube. So they're partnered with YouTube and they get a split. And I believe the the unofficial amount is something like, um, gosh, what was it, like 45 uh, 55 type of a split it's not like for the amount of work those people have to do the the ad revenue that they're sharing with YouTube is huge so they still make millions and millions of dollars so I shouldn't say that they're hurting too bad but YouTube takes a lot of that ad revenue and so uh, not that long ago VidCon was happening and um, Jason Calicanoc- Cal I can't say his name Calicanus uh, he's he's another big multi-channel network guy. He owns his studio, too. He was talking about unfair distribution at VidCon. And so he was saying what it should be is more of a 30% kind of a share where YouTube just gets a little bit and the creators get lots of money so they can put it back into sales and into creating good content, that type of a thing, and marketing. And 
So what he was saying at the end of his speech is basically like either YouTube, you give us more money or what we as content creators need to do is to make sure that we are driving people to our website. So with this hot topic, what I wanted to just talk about is the future of video. You know, we all think of video as being YouTube, but it's it's going to be diversifying very quickly. I think I just used that word. It's going to be um, splitting off quickly. There's going to be a very hard, I mean, you're not you're no longer just going to go to youtube.com to watch a video it's going to be over on blip it's going to be over on aol it's going to be on yahoo it's going to be all over the place um, in the future and i was just watching a live stream not rec- uh, not that long ago by this the jason calicanis Cal- Cal- gosh butchering his name um and he had the livestream.com uh, ceo ceo on Livestream.com was saying he has about one percentage of the live streaming, live webcasting market share. So if you think about something like that, video in of itself, just the possibilities of what's going to happen even in the next three months, in the next year, in the next five years, like what is this going to look like? So as business owners, I was thinking, okay, with this news, how can we think about using video more effectively? effectively in our business? How can we own more of our content? How can we make sure that we're not sending people over to YouTube, but we're sending them over to our own domains? All very interesting things. I don't know, Stacey, is this something that only I'm really excited about? (laughs) Stacey's looking at me like, let's move on to the next topic. (laughs) No, you're really excited about it because you're the one of the two of us that's like super knowledgeable about video. I, my extensive knowledge of video goes as far as I know I don't do it enough. Um, that's one of the things we talked about in my mastermind about me doing more video and I it scares me because it's so there's so much stuff like involved and like knowing where to put it and now it's splitting up and there's more places for me to put it which is funny because these are the social media questions I get but I don't know when it comes to video so you just tell us knowledge and tell us what we're supposed to do <laughs> and we'll go from there I say Stacy, own as much of your own content as you can you don't put your crap on blogspot anymore do you you put it on your own domain so I shouldn't say you're, you're very very good copywriting you're very good blog post you put it on your own domain you don't put it on YouTube so I think it's just gonna be really interesting because I don't even think that most like 90% of people are like what you can put it somewhere else other than YouTube? Like, and where would you even go to get it hosted? Or, you know, there's just so much out there for innovation. And I think I think that video, you all need to be looking at it right now. If you're not already looking at video, you have to be. Um, we had uh, Cher Ross on, a video rock star not that long ago. You guys all have to check it out. She gave us some tips on how to make video a little bit easier for you. Um, so make sure you look at that. So our last one is uh, with, <laughs> thanks to Stacy Ferreira, she actually, you guys, she was on YFE Chat and she just recently sold her company. Very good for her. Congratulations, Stacy. She's the one that had Richard Branson invest when she was 18 years old. And uh, so it recently sold, very excited for her, but she passed on um, this article that uh, was hilarious. I mean, it was the the best writing ever. And we're talking about, you know, building relationships, making, getting noticed. You have to write stuff that is, is entertaining that people want to read. And this guy, he wrote the ultimate cheat sheet for starting and running a business. I sent it out to my business partners and it was funny. One of them came back and said, this sounds really familiar. <laughs> Because he says a lot of this stuff to me, too. He's very blunt about all of his advice, and so is this guy. So he talks about, um, he says at the very beginning, he says, the rules are 
I'm going to give no explanations, just listen to me. And so he goes through a list of them. And actually, Gina, one of the things that she did, she tweeted out to us and I was saying, okay, you guys, so what are the points that you took away most from from this? And so Gina was saying that she picked away 0.5 and 0.10. And it was funny, I looked at 0.5 and 0.10 and I was like, Gina, are you gonna be starting and creating an app here? Um, it was funny. You can tell it. So point five was was about patents and the idea that you should just hold off on your patent as long as you can. And then point ten was um, how do you market your app, friends, and then words of mouth. So a really, really good list of stuff that was just like blunt. This is what you should do. Um, a lot of them were like... Um, kind of obvious things, but when should I hire people full-time? When you have revenues. How long does it take to raise money in a great, it's like, it just goes on like that, on and on. It was really a fun read and also very informative too. Stacey, I don't know if you got a chance to read it. Were there any points that stood out to you? Um, yeah, I, I skimmed it. I didn't like 22 because it said, should I do social media marketing? And then it said no, and I don't like that answer. Um, I really liked the what's the sign of an amateur and what's the sign of a professional, which is 25 and 26, because I spent most of the time going, yep, 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 yep. It was just really interesting because there are things that people do and you get, a, you get an email from somebody or a phone call from somebody and you're immediately like, nope, don't want to deal with this person. And so this is a good way to know what you should not be doing. <laughs> a lot of things that you should not be doing. <laughs> it was a good read. And so everyone, just make sure that you check it out. And Corey Freeman is saying that all videos should go to YouTube and just be hosted there. And I think that's a great idea as far as, you know, it's free hosting. Um, and it's great for discovery. So Chrissy brought up that iTunes and YouTube is the way people discover you. And I think that's great. It's a form of marketing. But at the end of the day, you want people to know you for your brand and you want them to end up on your website. Like this Jason guy was saying, you need to have them um, subscribe to your email list. You need to own that viewer. You need to be the, the cable network versus people knowing. So you don't know Time Warner. You know you know, you know, CBS, <laughs> right? So uh, you want the viewer to not have to think of Time Warner whenever they want to go watch a video. They think, oh, I have to go to this website over that one. That I think is what um, I'm trying to say at the end of the day, not necessarily that you shouldn't put anything up on YouTube. I think you should put it. I'm in the opinion, if you know YFE, I put YFE everywhere, anywhere I can. We self-host it. We put it up on iTunes. We put it up on YouTube. It's up on the website. It's We push it out to media partners. So I'm in the opinion that you put it should put it everywhere. There's I know there's other media people out there like David Seitman Garland that's like, okay, you should only self-host it and you should only have it here. Um, or you should only have it on iTunes. You should not put it on YouTube. So I don't know. At the end of the day, I think it's up to you and what your strategy is. But for me personally, I would say put it everywhere you can but make the emphasis always be that you're promoting your domain you're you're supposed to be watching the stuff here but again this is for people that don't have business models around video so like we were talking talking to Sharzad of Lux Life her business model is around ad revenue that's produced via via YouTube and she's actually part of Maker Studio so it's interesting when you start getting into the person, the creator, just like a blogger, you're making money by creating live video or video content and putting it up there. So where should you put it? If you're only going to get you know, 45% of the revenue, the ad revenue by putting it up on YouTube, but if you got 70% over on Blip TV, where would you go, right? If you're gonna make more money on Blip, you're gonna put your content up over there or focus driving people over to that place. So I don't know, just interesting conversations, right? And Helen Griffin, I so <laughs> I went off on a tangent again. 
Tangents are good. That's the joy of hot topics. Yeah. <laughs> so, Stacy, is there anything that you want to leave us with? Because that was all of our hot topics, you guys. Thank you so much. This is a longer show. The ones that are like freeform talking versus the thirty-minute interviews tend to go a little bit longer. Um. So, Stacy, is there anything that you want to leave people with after we talked about what Gary Vaynerchuk? We talked about um, role models. Any last words? Do what Jen says about video. Build relationships. Don't just blanketly blast marketing information. And follow me at the Stacey Harris. That's all. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> nice. So, um, Stacey, next week our guest is Lori of Cheeked. I'm, very, I'm really excited to hear about this. Right? Not that I'm going to use it very much since, you know, I'm married and all of that. But I think it's fascinating. It is really interesting. So um, hopefully you guys can all make it out to that. Stacy. thank you so much for being on with us tonight. It was always fun to have you on. Thank you for having me. I always have a good time with you guys. All right. So everyone, you've been watching uh, YFE Chat Live. I'm Jennifer Dono. Next Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific, we're going to be back here, of course, on Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 Eastern on YFELive.com. Again, Marissa Vicario. She's going to be live with YFE NYC. All of these videos get pushed over, like I was saying, to YouTube, to iTunes, to the YFE website. So make sure that you subscribe on wherever it is that you choose to view it. Um, but of course, go back to youngfemaleentrepreneurs.com and check back in with us to get all the show notes. Um, if you go to yfe.me slash mailed it, you can get emails from us and hopefully they're entertaining. I'm trying to work on each day, trying to make them a little bit more personal and less salesy, come out to our events type of a thing. And um, check back in with us on YFE chat. We're going to be doing questions like we have been doing through 8 o'clock tonight Pacific. So everyone, thank you so much for showing up live. I hope to see you again next week.